0: (laughs) Oh. Scrapper fans, and welcome to another edition of Let Me Tell You Something during our Meltzer 5 Star quest, as myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co-host,
1: Simon Cross,
0: have been watching every match that we can find that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has rated 5 stars or higher to give our own personal opinions, and Simon, we are entering another period of time and maybe the most successful promotion for putting on 5 star matches, because like I said before, you wait ages for a 5 star match to come. Uh, as, like I said, we previously had a five-year gap between uh, two recent ones and then another year's gap between that one and and this one, Uh, that one and the previous one, which was Michael Elgin against uh, Davy Richards, now we are in the promotion that will then, from this period onwards, over the next seven years, at time of recording, amass 43 five-star matches.
1: That's just over six a year. That's yeah. ridiculous.
0: What's the promotion and what's the match? Uh,
1: it's New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we're watching a I-G- no, IW. IWGP close IWGP title match between uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Minoru Suzuki.
0: It's the first New Japan match to get five stars since the interpromotional feud with All Japan 12 years earlier. Although we're still yet to get to the next debrief since that one. <laughs> although we did do a debrief accidentally uh, in- because of possessioning in between. Um, so yeah, it's been 12 years and only nine five-star matches in between then. Um, so this is our return to strong style. We've had King's Road. Now we're in the world of Strong Style, although what I think is great about this era of wrestling for New Japan, and I think it's one of the reasons why Dave Meltzer loves it so much, is it's this starting to fuse in these ideas of Strong Style and King's Road and the like, because Hiroshi Tanahashi has been the ace of the promotion for the past seven years or so after he won the IWGP heavyweight title after Brock Lesnar left the promotion, and he's basically been the figurehead of the company alongside Shinsuke Nakamura for those seven years. Uh, but 2012 was the year where things started to change. He'd actually successfully defended the IWGP Heavyweight title on the January 4th Wrestle Kingdom show of 2012 against Minoru Suzuki. And he that was his record-breaking 11th title defense at that point uh, during his fifth reign as IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And then who would emerge to challenge him for the next title match, as is the tradition with New Japan uh, IWGB heavyweight title matches? None other than the man who just returned from his learning excursion earlier on in the show, Kazuchika Okada. And the crowd were not impressed. He'd not had a good match coming back against Yoshihashi. His finish of the Rainmaker looked really lame, and his eyebrows were dyed bright blonde... His clothes were baggy. His speaking wasn't great. His teeth weren't fantastic. And they just thought, wow, Tanahashi, is this the guy he's got to face next? Yes, it was. But Okada surprised everyone and won the title at the next show, ending Tanahashi's record-breaking reign. Tanahashi would retain the title four months later down the road. Then at the G1 Climax, Kazuchiro Okada would try to prove that he's not a flash in the pan and wins the G1 Climax. And starts the new tradition of the G1 Climax winner, like the Royal Rumble winner in the WWE, challenging for the belt at the big event. So we already know that one half of the next Wrestle Kingdom main event is going to be Kazuchika Okada challenging. But will it be against Hiroshi Tanahashi, or could it be against Minoru Suzuki, who had gained revenge on Tanahashi for that Wrestle Kingdom loss by defeating him in the G1 Climax? So with all that, what I will say about this match is, this is the epitome of a face against a heel into mm. the looks because tanahashi looks like a rock star he's got an incredible physique of like a bodybuilder's physique he's got awesome hair he's a handsome man he air guitars his way to the into the match uh, and during the match as well at one point the kids yeah. love him the women love him the men grudgingly respect him and on the other end of the side, on the other side is um
1: a- Minoru Suzuki who just looks like the stereotypical grumpy old man.
0: Yes, he's he is also built, but it's not mirror muscles for him. He's built to function kill. muscles. Yes, yeah. and Minoru Suzuki is legit. He's man with an MMA career behind him. He's won genuine, legit fights. He's, he was of that sort of UWFI training tradition, shoot fighting. Oh, okay. He ran the Pancrates promotion, which to this day, you don't know for certain in the early days whether it was legit or not. Mm. Uh, it certainly looked it, and he had victories over the likes of Baz Rootan and Ken Shamrock. Jesus. You know if they are legit. legit. Which, or not, They are know. good. But... I think Buzz Rootin has said... or Either Buzz Rootin or Ken Shamrock has said there's, like, no one who's better on the mat that they've dealt with Mm. in just mat submissions and everything than Suzuki. And Suzuki then just sort of became this wandering uh, hired-gun Ronin-type character going from promotion to promotion. He'd done stuff in New Japan before. But this was really the time period where he was truly settled in and becoming, like, one of the top heels of that promotion. I don't know if this is before or after he's... Taken over Kojima Gun from Satoshi Kojima and renamed it Suzuki Gun. And basically become the leader of the other top heel faction in the promotion outside of Bullet Club. Ah, okay. But, I mean, to this day he's presented really strongly. We've just recently seen him challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight title at Royal
1: Quest in London. How old is he He's just turned 50. That's ridiculous so at this uh, in this scenario then he's what 42 he's
0: definitely 40, 41 yeah yeah um and and he's 43
1: very... sorry he's 43 at this point
0: yeah yeah I, but I don't know for exact what, what age don't yeah know 42 43 I don't know that he's 50 now but I'm just saying he was he's in his 50s now I know that um but what I love about this match and I do love this match I'm going to say flower right now I love this match. Uh, He's born in 68, so he's 44 at this point. Ah, okay. Is that there's a real sense of two men with their styles and it's who's going to come out on top. Yes. They've got their strengths and they know their opponent's weaknesses and it's a true clash of ideologies and will. Mm. Because Suzuki is the grounded submission and strikes guy. Tanahashi is the more traditional wrestler but with also like a he wrestles with an intelligence.
1: Yes. What I like about it is it's um, one of these matches where there isn't a great variance of moves, but they make the moves they do matter. And they do it in a way where less is more. It's, yeah. Less is more is really well employed, isn't it, throughout this match? Neither wrestler
0: is making a mistake either as a wrestler within the context of the match and as a performer within the sense of... Telling a coherent story from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And it's defined very early on after they go to each other at the mat. And it's very tight mat mat work and no one's gaining an upper hand. Uh, Tanahashi then gets him in an abdominal stretch. And uses that to then do air guitar across Minoru Suzuki's uh, stomach and, and gets a
1: bit of booze from the yes, crowd as well it's
0: seen as a bit cocky uh, that's probably like the blokes maybe not caring for it as much you know yeah. in many ways Tanahashi is the senior of his period in that he was pushed so hard as the top guy and he did maybe appeal to women and kids more than he necessarily appealed to the male demographic uh, as much although I don't think there's as much you know um, frustration in him as yeah. there, are in, well, there was in America with John Cena um uh, yeah but Minoru Suzuki's face whilst he's being humiliated. He hates
1: it. It's beautiful. His facial expressions throughout this match are oh, oh, incredible.
0: He's, a, he's a, got such an amazing face. I'll tell you what's the one thing to do, though. Look up young Minoru Suzuki. You won't believe... He looks like a Japanese James Bond. He's,
1: Jesus.
0: He's shockingly handsome. I'm going to try and find a gift that I'll send to you, and I might we might link it on the, uh, on the Facebook page or the Twitter account at some point. But uh, we'll continue talking about the match as it goes on. So then when he does that, that's sort of like the the shot's fired. And so it's going to be a lot more uh, intense from now on. And Minoru Suzuki does have a slap lined up. But it's like um, Tanahashi knows that he's baited him. So he has a slap in return at the same time. He's not waiting for the slap. He's going to trade. And so they do trade. And... It's Then they go into the ropes, and at that point, Minoru Suzuki is able to get him in a triangle hold. And immediately, he starts targeting the arm, it's which be- is bandaged by Tanahashi at the time.
1: I do love the way that he targets the arm throughout this match as well. Uh, oh, it's beautiful, because he is laser-focused on it. It's not like, oh, we'll do a bit, then I'll do my usual moves. It's, I'll, do a, I'll just keep attacking this. Yes. Just hammer away at it. So
0: and it's funny because like sometimes when you'll get this match like we saw it with like the Ric Flair structure as well really, yeah. um, somewhat the babyface will dominate and then the heel takes it to the outside and starts using dirty tactics, and I guess he's using dirty tactics but he's using submission holds just in the in the outside area so he's using the area to his advantage so he's not punching him or kicking him which he can do. But he's yeah. putting him in an armbar in the barricades, or he's trapping his arm against the ring post, making it harder for Tanahashi to
1: escape. Mm. Um, and so then... It's not like cheating cheating. It's just more uh, using extra assistance cheating.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. I mean, people were using chairs and that sort of nonsense at the time. Uh, yeah. Well, and so Suzuki is like, I don't need a chair. My fists are my chair. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, but this is the less is more point. He's not like doing that flagrant rule breaking. But just by doing uh, the armbar or the sort of like uh, the barrier Kimura and the, uh, the, the use of the ring post as well, he's conveying that he's a nasty bastard and he's the bad guy without having to swing a chair around wildly.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't need a chair to really hurt someone. Yeah. He, he so yeah. Now it becomes him targeting the arm that is bandaged on Tanahashi, and like you say, he's doing he's he's targeting it with kicks and elbows and uppercuts and submission holds, and then he starts tearing at the bandage like a like. A
1: Jesus horse. Christ, he's handsome. Sorry, I've just opened that. <laughs> My lord in heaven. He looks a little bit. A little bit like um, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Mm, he's got tiny, he's got that haircut. got that haircut.
0: There's another one where you see him where he's got like the the he's got his towel over his head, and then he whips it off and it's like fucking hell. He's
1: <laughs> <It's> gorgeous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he will What's he doing? Your, <laughs> he will take your heart and your arm. Yep. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he just uh, so back in the ring, uh, so and then Tanahashi, it becomes a case of the other person in desperation finding another way around it. So what Tanahashi goes to, and this is his go-to move for the rest of the match, is the dragon screw on the knee. And the first time he does it, he does like the inverted one, so there's no give to the the knee where you sort of your arms going with the joints. Yeah, he's literally just smacking his arm against your knee, <laughs> and that can. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like seeing like Anderson silvers kick, you know, when it goes all wrong. Oh. That's the sort of direction he's hoping that Suzuki's leg is gonna go. Yeah,
1: it's uh it's great as well because the crowd really sent. Oh, an opening! Oh, yeah. oh, that, that they really built. They really take the crowd with them in yeah. what they're doing.
0: So he follows that dragon screw with another one, and then drop kicks to the knee. And, and a sling blade. So finally, Tanahashi's in in control again, and Suzuki has a look on his face like, "How is this guy coming back?" So then he goes for kicks to the arms. Uh, Hi- Hiroshi tries a German suplex, which then Ms- Minoru Suzuki turns into a Kimura lock, and that's when he starts biting at the bandages. So it's, oh, like, cut off the, uh, the comeback before it can even really start. Uh, like, Tanahashi just desperately trying to stay in, but Suzuki keeps finding ways of catching in, in submission holds, um, uh, including a cross-arm breaker at one point, but then Tanahashi returns again to, like, he's gotten Suzuki's weakness, and he's just gonna keep going at that, so he's gonna try and level the playing field, like a limb for a limb, basically, So he has a chop block and a second rope high fly flow to the knee.
1: It's a nasty chop block as well, which is what I love. It's just the venom behind it. It's not like a a slow 80s one. It's like he just wants to break that joint.
0: Yeah, and it's also a tradition. It's coming from a New Japan tradition. Like I said, this is like like philosophies of battle here and the, the dragon screw moves and the dragon suplexes and all that were popular moves used by Tatsumi Fujinami and Kijimuto before Tanahashi. Yeah. So it's like keeping that New Japan tradition going on with his moves. Uh, and like I said, like Tanahashi is New Japan, essentially, defending the honor of that promotion. Um, but like I said, like I love it when you adapt your moves to suit the match. You're not just getting your moves in and your their moves in. He does his hi-fi flow from the second rope to the knee so he's yeah. taking his finishing move and doing a variant of it specifically because of what's required in this match you know and it,
1: it's a great splash to the joint as well because mm. it's a he, it's a good he's got a good splash i like his splash yeah i've not seen it before but it's just
0: so is this your first tanahashi match
1: this is my first tanahashi match yes
0: mm, that's very interesting so Suzuki starts trying to fight off the the Texas Cloverleaf, which is Tanahashi's trademark submission hold. So Tanahashi adapts. Like I said, that's what's good about this match. People are adapting as it's going on, and goes for the figure four leg block. And Suzuki does a great bit of like playing up to how the, the the move works, so it's effective. But he's like blocking Tanahashi's final like the the sort of tr- you know the final trip, what you know the final switch to, to lock it in entirely. Where it yeah. puts the downward pressure on the ankle that forces the opponent's for like is the opponent's ankle onto its own knee, you, you know what I mean? Yes, it's, it's he's, he's preventing the final four for ages, and then when Tanahashi cinches it in, Suzuki suddenly in utter agony.
1: Uh, the way he sells this hold really like warmed me to Suzuki. Like th- th- when I talked about facial expressions, this is the- earlier on. This is the example, specific example I had in mind. Just the way he's just screaming in pain, and he just. Because we've we've seen some we've seen some good people, uh, good ways of selling the figure for, but Steamboat, we've seen some utter, obviously, us that see some utter trash ones throughout the year. This is great. The way he's selling that hold, that hold looks killer, and selling it as a heel
0: as well, which is very different to the way that Barry Windham or Ricky Steamboat has to sell it. This has yeah. to be more like the bully getting a taste of his own medicine, really yeah and i think he plays up to that as well when he just starts yelling at tanahashi I, it's one of those moments where you wish you do you think it's better if you knew what he was yelling at tanahashi would that be a better experience for you or just the notion of someone just yelling at someone whilst they're in a mood like see he, like it's like like imagining whatever it is like when i get out of this you are fucked or something like that you know
1: the way it worked for me um is he yelled it obviously I was like, oh. What, what was that? And um, then the commentator was like, Oh! And I'm like, Oh! Straight away. Cause we apologise commentary. For Sorry for that. Uh, but the commentator was the one that took me along with that. But if I knew Japanese, I probably would have been, Oh, snap. Straight yeah. away. If you know what I, I mean. I guess
0: Chris Charlton now would actually provide the translation and let you know <laughs> what's happening. So... Um, but I also love how Tanahashi prevents him from getting to the ropes by just... It, like, very often what they'll do in that situation is is let go of the hole, drag them into the middle of the mat, and then reapply it. Yeah. But Tanahashi just gradually starts pulling Suzuki towards the middle of the ring. Again, it's like, a great
1: way of um, conveying his strength as well, by just yeah. literally just dragging the man rather than... With just his arms, rather than like using his legs as well, because his legs are all tied up.
0: Yeah, so Suzuki finally uh, gets to the ropes. Tanahashi continues on the attack with his dragon screws, and like you say, he's varying it up. So he's not just from a standing position. Sometimes they'll be on the you know Suzuki's on the mat, and he'll adapt it to whatever position Suzuki's in. Uh, Suzuki ducks a sling blade, but then can't run the ropes. He collapses, so Tanahashi kind of sees it as an opening. And this is where Suzuki then hits an awesome desperation drop kick,
1: and then does a little bit of um, what I now in, in my head call the Mankind's. Uh, after watching the uh, Mind yes. Games match, he just starts smashing his own knee with his fist Let's try and get life back into it. It's beautiful, and the way the way he makes it look like he's desperate to win at all times about Suzuki. That's what I admire.
0: Mm. Like, he like knows he make... that he's better than this, than Tanahashi. He's tougher than Tanahashi. Yeah. He, he yeah. can't lose to a pretty boy with that haircut.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he He's one of those people that hates his opponent and just wants to batter him. It's a bit different to um, our lord and saver, Masanobu Fushi. Fushi wants to just, like, screw over his opponent in order to get the win. Yeah. But um, Suzuki just wants to, like, absolutely clean his Suzuki... fucking flock. Yeah.
0: Suzuki thinks he should be able to overwhelm everyone and bend them to his will, whereas Fushi's always just trying to sneak a win. Like, Fushi doesn't go into a match with Mitsuhara Misawa thinking that he's his superior and should win if everything's right and just in the world. Yeah. Which is what Suzuki will think if he was in the ring with, like, in a handicap match against Ricky Dozan, Antonio Inoki, and Giant Baba. He'd still think, like,
1: he'd back himself.
0: If I lose to these three, then what the hell's going on? Yeah. (laughs) No way will they get a (laughs) fluke win over me.
1: Giant Baba is Mister Rogers Cardigan. I'd have him. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and then they get into a great striking slap exchange, and uh, Suzuki wins that exchange, and then starts kicking with his good leg, which I thought was really cool, and uh, which plays into later on in the match. He ducks a strike from Tanahashi and turns it into a sleeper a hold, one of his trademark moves. I
1: love the way he does that flip that comes and- out of this as well.
0: He sort of does a judo throw on him to take him to the mat and turn it into a grounded sleeper.
1: I love that. Great transition.
0: And Tanahashi utterly looks like he's out of it, similar to Suzuki when he was in the figure four. Like, it's going to take a final burst of energy to get into the ropes, which is what he does. And then Suzuki just yells at Tanahashi to get up. Like, he knows he's got him and he's going to enjoy it. And then, uh, go on, sorry.
1: So, no, because no, this is one of the uh, other little, like, beautiful bits. He drags him to his feet, starts slapping him, and every time Tanahashi starts to drop to the mat, just grabs a handful of his hair, gets him, like, vertical again, and then just carries on slapping him. Yeah.
0: It's like he's going to have a bit of fun now with him.
1: It's like Tanahashi's his speed bag.
0: Yeah. And now we get into an awesome exchange where um, Tanahashi goes for a dragon screw, which Suzuki reverses and tries to turn into one of his finishing holds, which is a gotch pile driver. But Tanahashi escapes that, goes for a slap. Suzuki ducks that and turns it into a sleeper hold again. Um, Tanahashi blocks another attempt at a gotch pile driver when Suzuki thinks he's got him weakened. Um, But then Minoru Suzuki um, fights out of a, a, a a knee strike, but then Tanahashi turns it into a grounded uh, dragon screw again. Like, yeah. going back to what, what brought him to the dance, really. You know? It's not I... like Brock Lesnar's German Suplex. Well, it is kind of like Brock Lesnar's German Suplex. But there's more psychological, you know, nuance to it, you know? Yeah. It's not just like, I German Suplex everyone. It's like, so, so that Tanahashi knows, given this guy's going to go after my arm, I need to weaken one of his parts, which is his legs.
1: Yeah. And obviously the subsequent ones are, his leg's damaged, let's exacerbate that.
0: Yeah, and this is an awesome moment. Again, such fantastic levels of psychology. So Suzuki again tries to go with the kicks with his good leg, but then Suzuki, then Tanahashi catches the good leg, prime place for him to do the dragon screw leg whip, but he'd be doing it to Suzuki's good knee. So instead, he drop kicks the bad knee. And
1: what a drop kick it is. It's like a... Like a- the power behind it is beautiful.
0: Mm. Hits his trademark sling blade, which is the setup for his finisher, which is the high fly flow. But then Suzuki gets the knees up, but obviously that hurts Suzuki as well. Uh, but Suzuki keeps go- like so they're both trying to wheel themselves up, and Suzuki slaps Tanahashi down. Tanahashi's now bleeding from the mouth. Uh, and again, they're on the apron, and tana and Suzuki like he knocks Suzuki to the apron. Suzuki gets up. It's, uh, he slaps him again, but then Tanahashi's able to catch him, drag and screw in the ropes, since he's already on the apron, he runs up to the top rope, hits a high fly flow cross body, and so since Suzuki's down, he goes back up to the top rope, and I always love, Tanahashi's my favourite getting to the top rope person ever, because he does this cool thing where he sort of leaps over it in the corner. It's like no wasted energy, no wasted motion. He gets to the top rope as quickly as it's possible to do, unless mm. you like sort of do a springboard to jump on, and that's very risky, you know, as we've learned from Botchamania. Springboards are risky, and then he hits his second high five flow, and that's enough for the three counts.
1: What I like is the little details after the match. Uh, you've got both of them. Gasping for air on the mat, both of them utterly spent, and um, Tanahashi's like sort of second, or I can't remember the name for them. Young Lion um, comes in with an ice pack and immediately put, applies it to um, his elbow. That's what they do Beautiful. in
0: like every New Japan match. Basically, someone's got an ice pack for someone for that for each guy. Mm. Uh, they're the magic, I just like they're the magic sponge of New Japan.
1: I like that a little attention to detail, though. It's like. You can be selling, obviously, the, naked, the bare naked exhaustion of the match, as well as someone else just adds on and sells that specific body part for you. It's just, it's just a nice little extra way of telling the story, and it's it's so simple.
0: And even though it's accidental, I think it's perfect that towards the end of the match, Tanahashi does get his mouth bloodied because it's such a great visual representation of everything that Suzuki put him through. Yeah, with those nasty strikes and and uh, the slaps and everything, it's like he's been through a war with Suzuki. But he's come out the survivor. He's just about he survived. Through. He has. A, yeah. You
1: know. Yeah, he's endured. It's he's like not... it's,
0: it's like that style clash, like like Shawn Michaels, not AJ Styles' style clash, but. It's like Shawn Michaels taking on Mick Foley. It's along those lines, but slightly less, you know, wild ECW brawling. Yeah. He fought the submission and strike artist, and he still came out on top by both playing at his game, but sticking to what brought him to the dance as well. Yeah. Like, adapting and creating. Like I said, no mistake is made in this match. I think this is pretty much a perfect wrestling match. And so... I'm giving it five stars. Simon, where are you standing on this?
1: I, in the previous episode, I said that match uh, was just like a paint by numbers um, sort of thing where they just plugged and played in big man versus small man with Elgin versus Richards. This this is, again, it's a very simple concept. It's uh, my bad limb versus your bad limb, but it's just told so well. Mm. I, I, I can't. I I can't give it anything less than the full five stars because this is what wrestling is. They don't need to do a lot. There's, no one gets dropped on their head from the top rope with yes, a dragon suplex in this match. Yet it's, these guys are telling a better story. It's
0: taken the epic storytelling of Kings Road and the limb work, you know, and the, and the targeting the things, and obviously they hurt, but they don't. There's not a point where anyone looks like they've killed the other person potentially. Yeah, just given them. A a lot of bruises and aches and pains that they probably will feel for the rest of their life.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like... Yeah. I mean, obviously,
0: Konora Suzuki didn't take part in the G1 Climax this year, and a lot of people say that's because he's physically a wreck at this point.
1: Well, he is 50.
0: And he's been doing both legit and um, predetermined fights with the same amount of uh, brutality, it would seem.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's got to look after himself, and if it's if he's got to go part time, he's got to go part time. It is what it is at this point. But no one would be grudging that, surely.
0: But I mean, they still used him perfectly by having him then on the final night of the G One climax beat, um, beat uh, Okada in a tag team match to set up their mm-hmm. subsequent um, uh, match at Royal Quest. It seems uh, like he's such the a way... great character as well. If you read some of his, like he's one of the running gags is now that he just beats the shit out of every young lion nearby, <laughs> and like he's just horrible to them. And another point that everyone always loves is that he, um, he's just always brilliant backstage. And like I said, he looks like uh, like a, a, a yakuza henchman. Like people are saying he should yeah. be in the movies with that face for different reasons. Back when he was young, as to now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
1: the hair as well mm. uh, it's just that's
0: not a... even the, that's not even the most amazing picture of i'm still trying to find the, the gif for you but i'll keep looking but um yeah and and but what i was saying was um one of the things he does as well that's awesome is in backstage interviews there was this one where he was eliminated from the g1 either the year before or the or, or last year. And uh, he said, "I could still qualify." And they say, "But you're not mathematically capable, officers. You don't know." They could all get food poisoning. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> so we can do humor as well. Like he did a he did an empty arena match in the Tokyo Dome uh, for DDT once, and he did his trademark entrance. Even though the ring wasn't there, it was as a baseball pitch. <laughs> but he still did like walking into the ring, like going through the ropes and everything. So he's got an amazing sense of humor as well.
1: That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> so I think, I think maybe Masanobu Fushi might be finding himself a new rival for Simon's affections. Ah, that's... if things go, Possibly. I, better, I better check how many more matches he's got. Cause it, he might, it can't be the only one, is it? Oh my God. This is the only Minoru Suzuki match. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, Simon. It's like a holiday
1: romance. This. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Summer loving, happens so fast.
1: Summer loving, having a blast. That is why I don't sing. Right there.
0: I, wanna, I now want to see young Suzuki dressed up as young John Travolta. <laughs> or young Olivia Newton-John. I'm easy. Anyway, Whatever
1: floats your boat. Uh,
0: so, Simon, if people want to get in touch with you with some more photos of Minoru Suzuki... Or other things, how can they do so?
1: All links of like of matches they think Manolis um, Suzuki did well in. I, I I would like to see more of it. Oh, uh, you can get in touch with me on cool. Simon, on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free, free for the, the number, if squared, equates to the amount of dragon screws used in this match.
0: Okay, my name is Lorcan Mullin. That's L O R C A N M U L L A for uh, arm d- arm. Bar Um, um
1: arm um, um bar.
0: Um um bar. arm um, bar. And N for the N in bandages.
1: Wait.
0: <laughs> my you say account, that. my Instagram account, my Facebook account, my Let's Box account. So you put at Gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Buy my book, Confessions of a Smart Wrestling Fan, online if you can. Maybe in physical copies at some point in the near future. You never know. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's bowobpod at gmail.com or bowobpod on Twitter, B-O-W-O-B-P-O-D.
1: And if you want to get in touch with our show, it's lmtyspod oh. at gmail.com and <laughs> lmtyspod for the Twitter handle. Okay. He's cross-promoting. There's nothing wrong with it.
0: Yeah, that was my other podcast, The uh, Best of Worst of British, which is a podcast that looks at bad British films uh you can listen to that as well we've done the recent record and i think i'm just in i'm i'm like in two minds at the, at the moment. his but spirit's well, been I... broken that's what
1: you, you don't realize i'm looking at a shell of a man right now
0: <laughs> well if you want to watch some more uh quality japanese wrestling boy we've got a lot of it for you for the next few months and we're staying in new japan for our next match which is a mere two months after the previous one and it involves the other person who has got more than one five star match. Simon, who are we talking about next time?
1: We are talking about, as he hurriedly scrambles for his notes, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kazuchiki Okada. Kazuchiki? Kazuchiki. Kazuchika. Kazuchika Okada. Ah. All Simon. the same, you know who I meant.
0: Simon is entering a whole new world of pronunciation. Yes, Uh, so let's see how his New Japan subscription does him good for the next four months. There's nothing left for me to do now other than to say, my name's Lorca Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time.
1: Dancing out on 7th
0: Street Dancing through the underground Dancing little merry and Are you happy
1: now?